Oh boy, here we go for the Friday show. Welcome to it. I am the Stretch RE, and we have got some of my favorite things on this show today. That would be a big old helping of motocross, one of my favorite things in the world. For instance, in moments, we got a quick one, a couple quick interviews today. Uh, one will be with Mr. Danger Boy Deegan coming up in minutes. Kid got his first moto win of his career, got up on the podium for the first time in the outdoor season, and man, the sky's the limit for that young man. He is really, really fun to watch. It's funny, we see Jet leave the 250s, and just seems like a couple of years ago, Jet kind of had that 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 Danger Boy Deacon energy about him on the 250s, and then looked at how, what a beast he became before he moved up to the 450s this year, and then right as Jet moves up, we really get a proper dose of young Deegan, kind of the future of the 250s, and it's fun to see. We'll talk to him for a, a quick second. We also got a quick one with Justin Cooper, another rider from the Star Racing Yamaha team. Uh, they kind of yanked Cooper around a little bit, I think, this year. I think he was going to remember they were going to ride him on the 450s in like it's weird and then they moved him and he's on the 250s but he's not racing supercross he's only racing motocross so it was bizarre i'm surprised they didn't move him up to 450s when eli got hurt and had him just race there but they do have him in the 250s he is pretty much a beast out there he's now on the leaderboard for the points it is uh the, the podium last weekend with hunter Cooper and Deegan are also how the points are going on the season for the championship. So we will uh, talk to two of those three. Then if you missed the interview with Mr. Cooper Webb, he will be in the middle of the show today. And then right after we talk to Danger Boy Deegan, I am going to break out a UFO story. That's right. We got some UFO-ness up in here. In fact, a matter of fact, I'm not going to talk so much about it. I'm going to play a news story out of Las Vegas from a television news, uh, uh, you know, local news in Vegas. I'm going to play a, a story that happened in Vegas, and this happened in early May, and they investigated it for a while, and they released a report this week that is freaking interesting as all hell. I'm going to play a 911 call. I'm going to play the eyewitness accounts, everything, and it happened right in Las Vegas. So very cool story we will get to today. Oh, man, and besides that, I have a crazy-ass story coming out of a freaking uh, hotel. It's it's your worst nightmare, and what's weird about this is there was not an ass-beating that ensued. Um, it's the worst thing you could imagine in a hotel, and then no one got their ass whooped. One guy finally got arrested for it, but we're going to break into this story as well because this is straight up effing crazy that this actually happened to a dude I, it's it, not that I'm wishing it on ladies but balls of steel you do this to a dude so craziness happened in a hotel that we're going to get into in Nashville, Tennessee it's just like no way dude, no way this happened and I have a whole bunch more crap to get into because it's Friday, but it's an I don't give an F Friday, so we're going to deal with it as it comes. It's what we do here. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. The Man Urge. Report. 
right, here's a really strange pair that has been bonded over something even stranger. Rapper Khalees is said to now be dating old-ass actor Bill Murray, and apparently they bonded over the death of their ex-spouses. Both of them got together. They're now spending a lot of time together, both in London and here in the United States, and apparently her milkshake has brought the old funny dude to the yard, so shout out to the happy couple. Brutal video online. If you Google it, you can find it, but trust me, it is very brutal. It is a Russian tourist that was visiting an Egyptian tourist town when he was killed by a tiger shark while playing around in the water at the beach. The entire thing was filmed by people that were witnessing it, and it's straight out of a Jaws movie. This is a very, very gross video of a man being killed by a tiger shark over in Egypt. All right, the saga of Bam Margera continues. He was finally found by the LAPD after his family notified them that he was in Los Angeles and potentially going to harm himself. They found him. They put him on a psych hold at an LA hospital where former LA Laker, Kardashian bitch, and whorehouse overdoser Lamar Odom showed up to visit him. And then Lamar said, hey, look, I own some rehab, so let's get you out of this uh, psych hold and we'll get you into treatment. And it looks like that's going well, so shout out to Lamar. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with a dude that got his first moto win of his professional career in the outdoor season, and that is Mr. Hayden Deegan of the Star Racing Yamaha team. Hayden, you had a really spectacular first moto. You got the overall win, which had to be really, really exciting for you, and then in the uh, second, it didn't go so well. Why don't you walk us through and, and kind of give us you know, the breakdown, the tale of the two motos, if you will, the first one and the second one on your day today? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, first moto, was able to get the whole shot, and uh, nice. that's that's the key to these races, uh, yeah. especially if you're just trying to trying to find that winning speed still, and uh, that's definitely what I'm looking for, but yeah. getting a whole shot like that, it for me, gave yeah. me some confidence and uh, led the whole race, so I'm super amped about that, and yeah. uh, got my first whole shot, so uh, yeah, just got to keep building off that, and uh, second moto, didn't get a great start, and I just had to work through the pack, got to fourth. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It ended up being a really good day and getting you on the podium on the overall. Just a great ride in the first day and the second moto, to be honest, I, 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 even though I know the whole shot is really what helps. But I did notice on the first lap, you were were you throwing whips out there or were you uh, uh, just doing scrubs and the bike was looking like it was a whip? Because it looked like you were throwing whips out there. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still a kid, so I got to get saucy off every jump, you know? <laughs> a, lot of the, like, a lot of the older guys are like, oh, you're wasting energy, but, I mean, you're really not if you're having fun doing it, so, yeah. Nice. Just, yeah, first few laps, you know, if you got yeah. the lead, you got to throw a couple whips. Nice. Uh, let's talk about, about the moment you came across the finish line in that second moto. You knew you were on the podium for the overall on the day. Your dad was smiling ear to ear. He came running over. It was cool to see, like, how stoked was your father with the results today? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, shoot, fourth outdoor national, that's yeah. uh, it's hard to do. And he knows <laughs> how hard it is to do, too. He raced yeah. outdoors and uh, – this, uh, this 250 class is more than sacked this year, so he yeah. was hyped. It's very impressive, man. You are killing it out there. Watching you go wire to wire in that first moto was really, really something. We were stoked for you, too, here at the 49. But uh, next week, we're heading out to Colorado. I don't think you've raced there yet. Uh, what do you know about that track? Are you looking forward to it? What's happening? Oh, uh, yeah. I heard it's uh, a good track for a star bike, so <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's a very good track for star bikes. Just ask uh, your teammate there, Mr. Justin Cooper, and he 
will let you know, man. Uh, Hayden, congratulations on a really great ride today. Great seeing you up on the podium. Great seeing you get your first uh, moto win. Just cool stuff. Love watching the energy and your whole family out there fired up. So best of luck to you uh, moving forward. We'll see you next weekend in Colorado. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. If you're like us here at the Big 49, you watch the pro motocross races every single weekend, and you really look at that 250 class of being absolutely stacked. It's like an east-west showdown every single week. And then I look at the injury report, and I realize, wow, it could be even more stacked. Let's look at all the riders right now that are on the injury report for just the 250 class. You've got Pierce Brown out. Austin Fortner, Seth Hamaker, Jeremy Martin, Cameron McAdoo, Michael Mosman, Phil Nicoletti, Styles Robertson, Nick Romano, and Nate Thrasher. All of those dudes on factory rides. All of those dudes not racing this weekend at the motocross event. So everyone else is breathing a sigh of relief because it is pretty stiff competition out there as it is. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Uh, here we go for the Friday show. Man, I got good UFO stuff this week. This one's coming out of Las Vegas, Nevada, and it is... I'm going to basically play a news story. They did a really good job of covering it. Remember, there's a lot of UFO activity up around uh, <clears throat> Las Vegas, Nevada. You're not far from Area 51. You're out in the middle of the desert. There's always some good UFO stories out there. Well, there was a really interesting story about people witnessing what looked like a shooting star and it was captured on a of this all ties together the shooting star was captured on an officer was doing a call and his body camera captured but it's not a shooting star you can see it moving differently and then sure enough a very short time later some people called 911 and they have insanity on this story, I, I, I'm, the story is, so it's from the news and the news is going to play the 911 call. They'll give you the whole story. I'm just gonna, hold on, let me uh, stop the music and then let me uh, uh, start this thing, hold on. All right, here it is, this is the news. It is the police call everybody will be talking about. Out. Thanks for joining us here at six o'clock. I'm Denise Valdez. I'm Brian Loftus. A family says something crashed into their backyard, prompting them to call 911, saying they saw creatures walking around. <laughs> our eight news now investigators digging into this for weeks now. And tonight, our David Charns with the video you will only see on eight news now. David, Brian, Denise, sources telling the eight news now investigators that several agencies believe something landed or crashed, whether it was not. <laughs> humans or not it certainly scared the people living on this all right so get ready this is the new setup and this is the greatest alien sighting ever if it, it indeed is what it is and this this entire new segment i'm just gonna let it play is so effing good shout out to uh channel 8 cbs news in las vegas but but uh, let's let this play now they're gonna run the 911 tape and then they're gonna uh, continue on and they'll end up with video footage of it from the officer camera. They have video of the officers responding to the call that you're about to hear to the 911 call. This is just awesome. So, so here we go. Now, before we show you that video, listen to their call for help. There's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in my backyard. <laughs> 
I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually we so used to terrify it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. They're okay. like eight foot. Eight Nine foot. feet, ten foot, I don't know. They're, they, look like, they look like aliens to us. Wow. Big eyes, they have big eyes, okay. like, like I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes and... And they're not human. They're hundred percent they're not human. Wow. Okay. So that's well, the news now investigators call. obtaining video as officers then responded to the call you just heard. You'll see the officers also saw something in the sky that night, but the big question is, what was it and is it all connected? It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro Police officer's body cam catches this something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later, there's a there's like an eight foot person inside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Someone calls 911, reporting two large figures in their backyard. Uh, no, I'm still nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he's sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Evelyn saw a shooting star, then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What'd you see? It was like a... Like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long, tiny top. I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's yes. why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? Or? They see like a big. That's what they say. They see like a big, uh, like a big something with light. What I saw right now, I do believe in it. Police walk into the backyard wow. to investigate, but Metro blacked out that part of the video because it's considered private property. What's clear? They're taking this call seriously. Hey, this might wow. sound like a really dumb question. But did you guys see anything fall out of the sky? Asking others what they yes. saw. Uh, I would normally discount it as nothing. However, wow. um, seeing as one of my partners said they saw it too, only reason I'm actually investigating it further. That investigation turning up no concrete answers as of Wednesday. Oh, whatever or whoever fell into that yard, long gone within minutes. Oh, hey. If those, if those nine foot beings come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. That, I wow. ain't dealing with that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is quite weird, Brian. There we go. As we're watching this story. Now, we've been in, been in contact with the family in that video. And as you heard in that last... So there you go. That, that's the end of the news story. But so you have a big blue light that doesn't look like a shooting star because it's a big blue ball. You could clearly see it's a ball. And... It goes down, so you're like, it could be falling into the ground. And then and 45 minutes later, you get a 911 call of 10 foot to eight to 10 foot tall creatures in a backyard of a house standing there looking at this family who freak out and call 911. The cops come and the cops that saw the blue fireball and they're freaked out. And it's just a great UFO story all in all. I wish there was a ring doorbell footage or something of the big creatures, but I'm pretty okay with this entire story being a solid UFO story. And, and I love that in Las Vegas, they take UFO stories real. George Knapp, a guy that I've talked about on this show before on this topic, who is one of the best uh, UFO reporters out there, he's a, just a television news reporter in Las Vegas, and that's kind of where he got into it. He's a guy that goes out and does stuff at Skinwalker Ranch and all kinds of stuff. But really cool 
And I love that the people in Las Vegas take it seriously. They investigated this. The cops saw the, the original ball, and then they get to the call, and you can hear the cops in the call saying, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm a little nervous right now. We see the fireball, and now all of a sudden, and this was just recorded on their body cam, which they later, you know, got the news got access to. So, insanity on this freaking uh, UFO story out of Vegas, but really good job of the CBS affiliate there covering that. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to get into another one of our moto interviews. I'll tell you who's next. Mr. Justin Cooper, star racing Yamaha. We'll talk to him, and then we'll come back and I'll give you a horror story of all horror stories that happened in a hotel in Nashville to a dude who's now suing the Hilton Hotel chain. But I would have done a lot more than that if this happened to me. It's it's creepy and weird, and I want to know Moto Man's whereabouts. We'll get into all that coming up. It's the Big Four Nine. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, Honda made the announcement that the Lawrence brothers are going to Paris. No, it's not a new movie that's coming out. It is the Supercross de Paris, and it will be coming this summer, 2023. They are going to let the Lawrence brothers go over there and race, and they are fired up about it. Remember last year, there was some issue, I don't know, with passports or whatever it was, because they're Aussies, but they're living in America, and they were unable to race, and it was a big bummer to not have those two over there, being that they're two of the biggest superstars in the sport right now. So this year, the 2023 Supercross of Paris will feature both Hunter and Jet Lawrence, and I'm sure the fans are very excited. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with the winners of the 250 class in Hangtown, and on the podium for the first time this season is Justin Cooper of that star racing Yamaha crew. Now, Justin, you've got a lot of experience in the 250 class, and you got dialed in on your starts today, but you've had a lot of racing here at Hangtown, and everything we're hearing is it was a different kind of track from what we've seen in years past, and I figured no one better to ask than you uh, about you know what this track was like compared to years past today yeah it uh it wasn't dug deep enough so okay we saw a lot higher speeds uh compared uh. to previous years i feel and um it's kind of weird when you when you ride a track the previous years at a certain pace yeah. with how rough it is it feels weird going faster down like the straightaways <laughs> and all that so yeah breaking points are probably a little bit off and uh yeah it wasn't really comparable to to what we've faced here so um, yeah, just overall, it was kind of one line, and um, it was pretty high intensity, I feel. So uh, all in all, it was a good day. Yeah. I guess coming off last weekend, it's a really good day. As far as my starts are concerned, uh, it was pretty scary the first round. So a lot less work today. Just, yeah, uh, yeah def- definitely didn't execute neither moto. I uh, stayed in second pretty much the whole moto and uh couldn't really make up ground so all right and let's talk about that uh, because in the first moto hayden gets the overall win but you were making a charge at him and at some point it seems like you finally just decided all right i'm gonna settle for second and back off there what was going on when you were uh, battling with your teammate uh, hayden deegan at that point yeah first moto um i kind of just we were one two at the start kind of yeah. settled in with him and uh I think I made a couple charges. I was honestly waiting towards the end and to yeah. uh, make a charge, but he he stayed strong the whole race. I was kind of banking on him, maybe okay. slipping up or or you know fading a little bit, but that didn't happen. He stayed strong, and uh, it's impressive. So yeah. 
Yeah. That's uh, got close with like two laps to go. Made a mistake, and that was kind of it. But um, yeah, that couldn't do much with with him there. And uh, we we're both going similar speed, and uh, overall. Uh, yeah, I just had to settle for second at the end. All right. You are heading up to Thunder Valley next weekend. This is a track where you've had a lot of success up at altitude. Are you fired up about getting out to this track? Are you looking forward to it? Uh, let us know what you're thinking about next week's race now that you've got your first podium of the season. Um, Results-wise, yes. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is that clicks with that place with me, but it's yeah. definitely a good track for me. and. Uh, yeah, going to elevation next weekend. That's uh, it's always that one-off race that you don't yeah. really know what to expect. So I think uh, it'll turn out good. I'm uh, I'm excited to go there next weekend. Nice. Um, definitely gonna be a good one. I think uh, every year that's like the the one-off race that kind of shakes things up. So I'm yeah. excited for that. And uh, yeah, just keep pushing forward and. Uh, yeah, doing the best we can. All right, Justin Cooper, Star Racing Yamaha. Congratulations on the podium. Can't wait to see what you do next weekend in Thunder Valley. Best of luck to you there, and we'll talk to you again soon. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big 49, it is a stretch show. All right. First, we had Alien Monsters, 10 foot tall. Usually you hear little green men or little gray men, little, little people. You rarely hear about an alien creature being eight to ten feet tall and there was a couple of them in that story i love that story all right let's get into this one i got another monster imagine this you are a businessman and you are a businessman that has been uh hanging out at your uh a meeting you're staying at a hilton hotel you're in nashville tennessee you're in town for your little meeting and you're like okay go into your room you go to bed and then about 5 30 in the morning you're like what the hell like something's tickling your foot there's weirdness going on like what well, what is happening you start to stir in your sleep and you're like wait a minute what what, what, what is happening this is a man and he is awakened at 5 a.m. as he discovers there is another man at the bottom of his bed sucking on his toes while he sleeps. And here's the best part. The man that was standing at the foot of his bed sucking on his toes is uh, 52-year-old David Neal. He is the night manager of the South Hilton Hotel there in Nashville where this happened. And according to the police, who now have investigated and arrested Neil, he is the night manager, so he went and made a key to that room, used that key to get into the room. The man inside that room was a man named Peter Brennan, who I had mentioned was in town for a press, you know, a business conference. You're sleeping. He says he wakes up immediately, and he immediately recognizes the guy because the guy's at the hotel, you know, at the front desk when he comes in and out. Like same guy that gave me the key to my room the day before, and he's like he's the same guy that had come to his room to uh, fix an issue with his TV. Apparently, uh, Mr. Uh, Neil thought there was some type of love connection because after he came in that night to fix the TV for him, he came back with a key card and let himself in and started sucking on his toes while he slept. First off, someone sucks on my toes, period. My feet are so ticklish, I would kick you in the face 
immediately, male or female. And then if I'm in a hotel and I wake up to a man sucking my toes at 5 o'clock in the morning, there's going to be a fight, a knockdown dragout fight in my hotel room. Apparently, uh, Mr. Brennan, the guest, is no longer uh, feels safe. He says, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm being sexually assaulted by a man who had broken into my room. He said, I'm now going to get a lawyer and I'm going to sue the Hilton because they have not been helpful or forthcoming whatsoever. They have said that they did fire Mr. Neal from his job because he refused to give them a statement about the situation once Mr. Brennan woke up and saw a man sucking his toes and called the effing police. Was What else could you do besides beat that dude's ass? And by the way, I'm looking at a picture, not to be judgy, but let's be judgy. Uh, Mr. Neal looks like the kind of guy that would break into your room and suck on your toes at 5 o'clock in the morning. At some point, the Hilton's liable just for hiring a guy that you look at and you're like, well, that's a toe-sucking creeper right there. Also, know this, you're in Nashville. A lot of people travel with firearms. Like, you could get shot coming into someone's hotel room in the middle of the night. Yeah, when uh, Mr. Neal lives in nearby Lebanon, and he says the police came to his home later that day, he claimed, oh, no, 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 I only went in the room because I could smell smoke, and I was just making sure that the guests were okay. Yeah, nice, nice problem. The only deal is no smoke alarm had gone off. No other employee on shift that night knew anything about a smoke report. This creeper was in there looking for some sexy toes to suck. I, I don't know, maybe when the guy got his TV fixed and Mr. Neal was like, oh, he's got hot feet. I'm going to come in and suck his toes and jerk a, jerk a load on his feet. <laughs> God, that's creepy and gross and weird and just gross. Yeah, Neil ended up getting arrested. He's been charged with aggravated burglary and uh, assault. Because apparently you can't just go in and suck on someone's toes. He's currently being held on $27,000 bond. The hotel had this to say because they wouldn't cooperate with the interview either. And they said, the safety and security of our guests and team members is our highest priority. We're working closely with the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department. And as part of company policy, we don't comment on ongoing investigations. Yeah, it's funny. You know what's funny? The safety and security of your guests uh, are should be paramount to you and your, your team members. But your team members are what the threat are to your safety and security of your guest. Pretty strange. They fired the guy. I'll give them that. But I have a feeling they're going to lose in this lawsuit. Man. All right, coming up next, uh, let's see. We will get into, if you missed it yesterday, we had a solid interview with Mr. Cooper Webb. We'll get down with Mr. Cooper Webb, Red Bull KTM, and we'll do that next. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saw a very cool post on Instagram yesterday from our friend Dean Wilson, and I absolutely want to commend him for doing this. On the post, he goes on and talks about his personal struggle with anxiety, and he's very open and honest about having a panic attack the night before the Denver Supercross. And let me tell you something. If you or someone you know suffers from anxiety, check out Dino's Instagram post. It's things like this that are very important to talk about because chances are if you're having issues with anxiety, you can relate to this message by Dino because you're going through pretty much the same stuff he is, and you're not crazy. And other people have this same thing. 
thing. Massive props to Dino for talking about this openly in a public forum. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show on a Friday. Thank you for being here. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow we will have our, as usual, motocross coverage going to be a little earlier 11 a.m is when we will start our coverage on the 49 at noon the gate will drop pacific time and we will have all of your updates right here as they happen moto after moto after moto and then we'll have a little wrap up after the races and we will get out of here they're racing in uh, thunder valley thunder valley is the denver area of colorado that's where the races are this weekend would have been a nice home race for Mr. Eli Tomac. Still missing that guy. Chase Sexton we're missing this week again. Bummer. I, I'm for Chase Sexton, you're two c- complete races down in the points now. Like zero points for two races. This is not good for Psychic Stretch's predictions of Chase Sexton winning it all in the outdoor season. Oh, man. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I could be wrong. Wouldn't never happens, but could happen for the first time. I'll tell you a guy that's not wrong. His name is Andrew Burfield. He's 51 years old. He had, I'll say had, a uh, girlfriend. Her name was Katie Kenyon. She's 33 years old. Look at that. He was robbing the cradle. Well, she was found dead in a shallow grave out in the woods. She had an axe wound to the head. They start investigating. And here's what the authorities accuse Mr. Burfield of doing. Well, they say the day before the uh, death of Mrs. Kenyon that Mr. Burfield went out into the woods and dug a grave the day before. Dug a grave. And then the next day, he bashed her in the head with an axe and then put her in the grave, and she was dead and buried. Done. Only, you know what happens. They find bodies. And then they start putting two and two and two and two together, and that makes eight. And it all points back to Mr. Burfield, her boyfriend, who then says, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I I killed her, but here's what happened. I accidentally killed her. And then I freaked out and buried her because I didn't think anyone would believe me. Yeah, probably because you dug the grave the day before. But besides that, he said that they were uh, playing around and she dared him to knock a Coke can off her head. <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing. This lady is dead. Domestic violence is never funny. She dared him to knock a Coke can off her head with an axe. And he threw the axe trying to plant it into the tree. I don't know if he was trying to knock the Coke can off or or hit the tree because his story conflicts a little bit. But either way, he missed both. He didn't get the tree or the Coke can. He got to the side of her head. He put an axe in her head. And voila, she was down and out. Rather than panic and call 911 and say, I accidentally just hit my girlfriend in the head with an axe. He was like, well, it's a good thing I got this hole dug. I'll just put her in there and cover her up. Whoopsie. My bad. That's his defense. Because this is going to trial, and this is his defense. Yeah, he claimed there had been no other injuries despite the jury. That's him. He says she had the one wound to her head, and it was an accident, and I freaked out. Yet the prosecution told the jury 
Yeah, in the post-mortem report, she had uh, 12 strikes to the head. So you accidentally hit her 12 times? No, 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 it was just the once. Yeah, no, no, you hit her 12 times. The the post-mortem um, surgical autopsy does not lie. Yeah, he says he went for the treat. I was just trying to get the treat right next to her head. That's what he said on the stamp. They probably shouldn't have put this idiot on the stamp. Yeah. He says the guy ended up causing all 12 of the injuries, but it only hit her in the head once. That This is his actual defense. Uh, he said he prepared the grave the day before. He got He borrowed the equipment from his dad. So his dad's like, hey, did you give your son a backhoe and some ladders yesterday? Uh, yeah, why, yes, I did. What day was that? Oh, he used them on Saturday. Well, that's funny. She died on Sunday. And then they got phone pings. When you take your girlfriend into the woods to the hole that you dug to bury her body in because you're going to try to kill her, and she she's coming with a cell phone. And even though it may disappear shortly after, uh, and you may send text from it after you kill her to kind try and make it look like a smoke screen, try to act like a... You, she's not dead and you're communicating with her even though you were the one communicating with her? Yeah, well, guess what? The, the phone pings. They know where that phone was before and they can review all that evidence pretty good. I'm just saying, I don't want to tell someone how to murder someone, but if you're going to murder someone, uh, get rid of their cell phone and yours before you do it, especially if you're going to do it in another area. Make sure your cell phone's not with you when you go to that area to commit the murder. I'm just saying... Uh, trying to help out murderers, but, you know, you're, you're, just think about it. Think these things through. I mean, you thought enough to go dig a hole for her day before like a genius. No one's going to catch me. I'm going to dig this hole. Then I'm going to kill her, and real quickly, I'll bury her up because I already dug the hole. Man, I'm a genius. Yeah, well, guess what? Where he dug that hole in the woods the very uh, day before, that's where exactly where they found her body in that hole. Pretty weird. Yeah, he's going to go to jail. He's not done. This is an ongoing trial, but but this guy's in a lot of trouble. Moto Man would never do anything like that. Moto Man would keep her in a blue barrel next to Will in the shop at the Big 49. If I would guess. That's what I would guess. All right. I got to get ready to get out of here. Get into the final hour of the stretch show coming up. I got one more segment. Probably just ramble on about Moto, not going to lie. And then uh, we'll also do... After that, we'll rerun that interview with Danger Boy Deacon, and then we'll back it up. Yeah, it's a Friday. Nobody gives an F around here. It's it's We don't give an F so much that we're doing uh, LCR, Last Chance Radio, today at 3 o'clock. Moto Man and Kyle, they're bringing it. Bringing the pain on Friday. All right. I'm Stretch. Happy Friday. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. The injury report has been released for this week's Pro Motocross race in Colorado. And there's some bad news for the Pro Motocross. Chase Sexton, who is a guy that we all expected to run for the title and battle it out with Dylan Ferrandez and Jet Lawrence, is out again this week. Remember, he sustained what looked like a concussion last week before the Hangtown race in a practice crash. He did not 
race there, and he is not racing this weekend either. No word yet on when he will return to racing. Another dude on that 450 injury report is our friend from the art jerky, Mr. Robbie Wageman, and that absolutely sucks because Robbie's been killing it out there on the 450. We hope he gets back soon, but he is suffering from a separated shoulder. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is the Stretch Show on a Friday. Oh, man. I am excited for the weekend. Tomorrow, 11 a.m., we will start the coverage of the Pro Motocross Outdoor Season from Thunder Valley in Colorado. Myself, Moto Man, Jason from HYR, Bookie Kyle, all getting down, all betting. We're degenerate gamblers. We will be gambling. Oh, man. I wish they had the little kids racing at the Pro Motocross. We haven't yet... Uh, resorted to gambling on uh, children in the Stasic races yet. We've only done the KTM Juniors. But give us time. Give us time. Uh, today, Moto Man and Kyle on at 3 o'clock for the Last Chance Radio. And I gotta tell you, man, there's a lot going on in the Big 4-9. I've been saying this for how long? And there is. Behind the scenes, there's been so much happening. And sooner or later, we're going to be able to give you some cool announcement. My big announcement, I have not uh, told you yet, but I will drop that on you next week when I feel it's fitting. My uh, life will change uh, work-wise as of today. Today, I am no longer a three-job mofo. I am a two-job mofo. And that's really all you need to know. I have been grinding three jobs for the last two years. No days off, seven days a week. And it is just was too much. I'm going to uh, just do my original job. So my, my most recent job is the one that I am no longer doing. And I am have gone back. I'm going home is what I'm doing. I'm going home to a place that where everyone knows your name. I'm like effing uh, Fat Norm walking in from Cheers. Everybody knows my name and they're always glad I came. And they are wonderful people. And I am part of that family, and they are ecstatic, ecstatic to have me back. And I am very happy to be back. So that is the great news I have today. I no longer have a 31-hour day every Wednesday, Thursday. I instead will be like a normal human again and have a 9-to-5 job. And then I'll record the radio show after at night, right before it airs. I'll go back to that rather than recording it during the day. I'll record it right before it airs and just bang it out. I'll do that five days a week and then I'll do moto the other two. I'll still go seven days a week, but not quite like I was doing because I was working overnights and uh, it was brutal, brutal. But anyway, you will no longer hear me complain about that. I will eventually get into everything, but as of now, just know I am in a better place uh, mentally, physically, just better, better, better. This is all good. Oh, and financially, I'm in a much, 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 much better place in my life. I have a much better place. So, to be able to go home and to be with people that I that absolutely love me and I love them, it is a blessing from God above. I am very grateful today, uh, humbled and grateful at the opportunity presented to me today. But doesn't change a thing here at the 49. The Stretch Show will still continue without a hitch, and that's one thing I managed to pull off despite my weird schedule and my weird life 
for the last two years. I can't believe I did this for two years like this. But uh, everything will stay the same on the stretch show. And my, you know, life outside of the actual on-air stretch show will uh, hopefully just be much better and much more livable. And I won't want to kill people as much as I do other times. So, uh, very grateful, like I said, and thankful for everything. Everything. And you got to go through experiences in your life to really appreciate what you have. And I am ecstatic to be going home. And that is happening as of now. I was back there today, and I'll be back there bright and early Monday morning. Check it in. But tomorrow morning, bright and early, I'll be right here on this radio station. It is a 24-7 live streaming broadcast radio station called The Big 49, and we do motocross and rock and roll, and we'll do some moto tomorrow with all my knucklehead friends, and that's fun to do too. So get ready. Final hour of the stretch show coming up. Danger Boy Deegan, and then we're going to pack it up. It's The Big 49. Big 49, I want to thank... Justin Cooper, Cooper Webb, Danger Boy Deegan. Shout out to all of them for appearing on the show today. We appreciate them. We appreciate Pro Motocross for giving us access to the riders. And we are stoked to be a part of the coverage. And we will keep doing it. Do it again tomorrow morning. I'm telling you, I am. I just did that whole segment a little while ago about uh, giving up one of my three jobs. I don't think it's hit me yet. Like... Tomorrow I'm going to go. Another thing I do is I don't take vacation. So when I left there on my last day, they had to cash out on my vacation. I'm like, I got this huge check. This is sweet. I'm going to go gamble on little kid motorcycle racers probably. It's going to be fantastic. Where's Kyle? I got to talk to Kyle before he gets in for Last Chance Radio today at 3 o'clock. Kyle, you better give me good info. All right. So, and good odds. Anyway, in the meantime... Moto Man and Kyle will be here at 3 o'clock today for the Last Chance Radio. I will be back tomorrow morning with all of those numbnutses as we do this thing called the Moto Show, where we talk moto and usually piss somebody off. We might make you chuckle, but more than likely, there's somebody in the moto industry that's going to take umbrage with things that are said, and I just, I don't care. I don't care. I'm old and crotchety. I had my birthday last week. I'm older and more crotchety than I was even a week ago. That's how bad it is. So, F it. I think I did my birthday on the day we were doing the moto show. Last, last moto show. Yeah, insanity. All right, going to pack it up and get out of here now. I am insanely grateful to all of you for listening to the Big 49. Please tell five friends and your grandma, the dirty whore. Just saying, she probably is. Grandpa's got Viagra and Grandma's getting railed from behind. If your grandma's in an old folks' home, she's probably plowing three or four strains a day. Just think about it. It's it's true. Modern science is not always a good thing. Got STDs running rampant in the old folks' home. Now, how do we get here? How did this happen? God, I gotta go. Shout out to all the UFO stories this week, too. I'm anxiously anticipating more of those in the coming coming days. You guys take care of yourselves. Thank you again. Until I talk to you again, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.